What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleteNext.com. So today I'm gonna to show you how to grow bigger muscles in just 22 days. And I guarantee what I'm gonna show you here is gonna to work today. And the cool thing is it really doesn't matter what you're training next, because you can actually apply the four training strategies I show you here, and it's gonna work no matter what you're doing. But here's the thing, guys, I throw these kind of quotes up around bigger because you don't actually have to grow bigger muscles for them to look bigger. And that's due to a difference between muscle size in the muscularity of a muscle. Now I'll get to that in a second, but that's actually good news because we know it would actually be pretty damn challenging to try to grow bigger muscles that quickly in 22 days if, especially if you had a lot of training experience. Right? The longer you've been training, the, the slower those gains are to come. But even in the case of, let's say, Jesse, who has certainly made some impressive gains, but no matter how many gains he makes, he's never gonna look like Thor Bjornsson. We're not talking about the same genetic makeup, but that's okay because you know, we love Jesse. There's no, nothing wrong with that. But it does give us some optimism in that we do have some strategies that will allow us to overcome the fact that those might be difficult to come by, those, those strict size gains, because we can rely on that difference between size and muscularity. So what are we talking about there? Well, we're talking about the difference between, let's say, here, the size meaning the overall circumference, and then the resting tone and what it looks like here when it's not even really flexed or contracted. You can see that my arm actually has some good tone to it, resting tone even when I just stand. And that has to do with the excitation of a muscle, right? How, how much nervous system activation there is of a muscle at rest. We actually see this, unfortunately, in the world of PT in hypertonic states when we talk about kids with cerebral palsy, right? They're, they're hypertonic, their muscles are firing too much with, without the ability to really relax. Well, we're talking about degrees of that. How much excitement is there in your muscles at rest? And you see, this is not just about body fat and differences in body fat, because someone will say, no, it's just that one guy's leaner or you're leaner than somebody else. No, you can actually see here, guys, in a comparison of my pictures over the course of 10 years, I actually didn't change that much in terms of body weight, I'm talking about a pound or two up or down. And same thing with my body fat. My body fat has always been consistently pretty low. It's the fact that the same strategy I'm gonna show you here today actually out of necessity a lot of times were, were implemented into my training that have made a lot of the differences that you see. They're actually very, very helpful when you apply them to the right series of exercises, the accessory movements, while you still work on your foundational training. So what are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about applying some principles. And the very first principle is one that literally did come out of necessity because of the issues I have with my shoulder dating back to my MET days, and that is you have to make sure that you're muscling up the weight and not momentuming up the weight. We know that's not a word, but it fits. And the fact is, what do you do when you lift? You can see me doing shoulder raises here. I can tell you that back then, when my shoulders were this size, that all I was focused on was trying to progressively overload, do my overhead training, and even when I was doing some of my accessory lifts like the shoulder raises, just swing the weights as much as I could, just to get them up. And I learned a very important lesson here, and that was, out of necessity, I had to lighten the weights. But because I lightened the weights, I went slower. I took away the momentum. I, I was no longer swinging the weights up. I was no longer using bouncing at the bottom. And what happened was actually pretty interesting. My delts grew, and they grew pretty significantly. And that's because the muscles, probably for the first time in their life, were undergoing a lot more tension than they ever had. Even if I was using heavier weights, the delts themselves were being kind of shut out of the equation by the momentum. So if you can start to take the exercises that you're using 
and try to eliminate momentum as often as possible, you're going to see muscularity increase dramatically and it doesn't take that long to happen because again, this is a neurological thing. We can neurologically awaken this connection that we have with our muscle to become more heightened at rest and that's a good thing. And we move on here because there's more principles. The second thing I want you to do is not just concentrate on moving the weight from A to Z, but instead enjoy that journey from B through Y. And that's a big difference. You see, even if you look at something like the crossover here, horizontal adduction, as we've covered here many times, is a key component of a full chest contraction. But if I just focused on going from here to here, I'm missing out on all the things I can do all the way through. Because I know that another accessory motion to horizontal adduction that's going to increase the activation on the chest is going to be internal rotation of the shoulder. And this is actually good internal rotation because it's happening at a level below the shoulder height here, parallel to the floor. So if I internally rotate, sort of dive that thumb down towards the opposite pocket as I go, you'll feel an increased contraction on the chest. In addition, if I were to take my shoulders and keep them back with my chest more pronounced and out in front, I also know that I can make the demands be placed a little bit more highly on the chest here, once again getting more from it. And even by going slower through the repetition, I'm able to get better at recruiting muscle fibers to the task. If you just rush your way through A to Z, A to Z, you don't have the same opportunity to build that mind-muscle connection to bring more of the muscle fibers into play here to help you to achieve what you're doing. Another key way to increase the muscularity of a muscle. The third thing that I want you to do here that I guarantee you is going to work and work quickly, I want you to squeeze every single repetition like it's the last one you're going to do. Don't worry about all the ones leading up to it because we tend to fall into this trap all too often. And I cover this concept in my three sets of 12 is killing your gains video. And that was we do tend to focus on a number. But if you look at how I'm doing this lat pull down, I'm not really worried about numbers. I'm worried about the quality of every single repetition. And it doesn't matter if the number I had in mind is not the number that I reach as long as I give my all to every single repetition. And you can see guys, as I hold these contractions, as I actually take my time, additional muscle fibers are recruited. You can see the upper traps and mid traps becoming more recruited as this repetition prolongs. And you could do this. The reason why a lot of us don't do it is because it is a little bit more difficult. Right? The trade-off here is that you do have to become more focused on what you're doing. You can't be thinking about 50 other things and the repetition you're doing being the last thing on your mind. Instead, you've got to bump that up to a priority. What you're doing at that moment is what matters the most. And if you do that here, you can see much better gains and it doesn't have to be on a lap pull-down. It could be on any exercise. Which brings me to my last point. And that is, sometimes you don't want to just think about the moving muscle. But if there are other muscles that can work that will help the moving muscle do its job better, then you should take advantage of that. And that's exactly what I do here in this bicep curl. Here I'm actually not just worried about the biceps. Why? Because I know that I actually can get much better activation and control and production from the biceps if I heavily engage the core. And we've talked about this concept before because we know that if the weights are coming up in this direction towards my back, if I can get my core to be more engaged and to keep me stabilized here and grounded, then the biceps will be able to do a better job. They'll have more leverage. I can actually ground myself as well by really tightening up my hips and my glutes. 
And even as I bring these dumbbells up, I can actually activate the chest and the lats as well to really keep these arms tightly adducted into my sides to prevent that drift and flow that would normally happen when the biceps are trying to get some additional help, maybe sometimes from the delts to cheat that weight up into the curl. We don't want that. What we want is more effort from the muscles we're trying to use, but at the same time take advantage of the fact that other muscles can help that happen. The fact is, guys, all of these techniques can be applied to a lot of different exercises. But yes, they do require a little bit more focus, and yes, they do require a bit more work. But guess what? They work, and they work every single time. And when that muscularity increases, the appearance of the muscle will dramatically change. It doesn't have to grow in size to have a change in appearance. You probably have friends who have these differences, and you're always wondering, why do my muscles feel kind of soft, and theirs always feel sort of like a rock? The fact is we can increase and we can, we can change the resting tension of our muscle. We just have to be more focused on doing that and it works imperfectly without having to sacrifice your overall strength training and the goals that come from your foundational lifting. So guys, I hope you found this video helpful. If you did, make sure you leave your comments and thumbs up and let me know what else you want me to cover. I'll do my best to do that for you. And if you haven't already done so, guys, make sure you subscribe and turn on your notifications. And if you're looking for programs, guys, where we lay this all out and I show you how important these concepts are. This is part of putting the science back in strength to the complete picture of training. It's not always just about pushing weight. Sometimes it's about controlling it as well. We need to have the perfect blend and mix of all of them. All of our programs demonstrate that and they're all available over at athletics.com. All right guys, I'll see you back here again in just a few days.